Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Live's Day 6 Falcons Training Camp Recap live from a broom closet in Flowery Branch. This, you know, they're very accommodating. This is actually, I think, some sort of film viewing room, uh, you, you know, and all of the film viewing stuff is just out of frame. Just like our friends. Um, the chairs so are super comfortable. The chairs are very nice. Very nice. Very They're like leather wrapped. Uh, you know, it, it's a very nice chair here, as you can see. But welcome in, guys. Of course, as you can see, joined live and in person by two tremendous guests. And, well, one tremendous guest and one, you know, permanent co-host. Uh, Adnan has definitely risen to the level of, you know. Say, am yeah, I, am I sorry. Getting, is this your yeah, way this, of real-time telling me? Well, yeah, you can't say anything because we're on air. So, uh, is this yeah. your way of real-time saying Low come key. on the show next week? Low-key, yeah. Uh, but Adnan, uh, he is at Say Which Way, guys. Uh, Adnan, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, you know, shout-out to the Falcons, the Flowery Branch facilities for accommodating us with uh with this very lovely film room and letting us go live for i think this is our second ever in-person live show the first one being the uh gathering party over at sweetwater on friday so that's that's pretty nice i'm sure you guys are wondering why i'm wearing a bucket hat um and the answer is because it was hot out there and I, this is the hat that i've been wearing in a camp every day because it was again no shade at all Pure sunlight. I think my neck is very burned. Let's do it crisp. I've gotten a bit of a tan, but, you know, I've decided to roll with the bucket hat in the spirit. Of, uh, you know, I'll call it my reporting hat. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good. And we're also, of course, joined by the, the you know, very well-known now, especially since he's been getting those the scoopages at camp, Daniel Flick. Very well though. tanned as yes. well. I was saying that I was tanned, and, you know, Daniel looks... Daniel looks like some cheddar cheese right now. <laughs> See, I, I meant to grab a bucket hat, and I never did. And we actually had a full conversation about that yesterday, that I, I should have copped one, and I never did. What a rookie. What a rookie. Really bad look there for the kid. But you know what? Uh, it's hot. Very yes. hot. Yes. It's very hot. Today, today was better, to be fair. I think today was maybe the coolest actual day. It was it was no, Saturday. Sunny. I think Saturday. Saturday was, was the nicest overall. Saturday had a nice breeze. But uh, I mean, Daniel, aren't you from the south? Like, don't you? You know what goes into this? Yeah, show. I just showed up not using my brain. But you know what? My calves have been cooked. Oh, yeah. You mm -hmm. want to talk about being in shambles? My calves are gonna. No, it's rough. The calves are in shambles for sure. Yeah. Well, guys, we. The, as that, much as, that's just yeah. been Daniel's way of showing off his calves. And yeah, low key. Hey guys, look at these. Hey guys, you know. Check out these. Well, yeah, we're gonna. You know, we were hoping to get to see Daniel in the media one on ones, but we haven't gotten an update on those yet. So you'll be the first to know, guys, uh, if we take part in those. But I'm down. Yeah, I'm also down. I think it would be fun. Yeah. But um, again, I'm down if it's not against the players. Yeah, no, that yeah. Well, line me up. Just against imagine the yeah. one of us picking off Desmond Ritter, though. Oh. <laughs> the storyline, the headlines are crazy. You know, Falcons media member picks off Desmond Ritter in one on ones. You know, yeah, it'd be legendary. Uh, but you know, the last time something like that happened, we went to the Super Bowl. So, and that was a coach. So, if a media member does that, I mean, that has to be even better. Uh, Maybe that means we actually win the Super Bowl. I'm, go I'm so. going full Taylor Heineke crusade. If one of us picks off Desmond Ritter, yeah. If one of us even bats down any of those. Yeah. Guys. No. Yeah. That's. We're, we're probably going to get to that too. Before we do, guys, we want to bring you a quick word from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball boxing golf and more perhaps you're feeling hyped up by these training camp reports for the falcons or otherwise you know Bijan robinson smashed that over on all-purpose yards by the way 
Uh, no matter what you want to bet on, though, guys, uh, you can do that right now at Bet Online, who is your sports Intel headquarters this season, as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Info. Wow including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and, of course, where our coverage of practice starts right now. Uh, now I know you have, and you have multiple agendas. To push one of them that is the penny not, heart I agenda. Have, yes. I have one agenda to push, and it's the penny heart agenda. That's the main one. I am but... not. I am not pushing any other agendas. Yes. Well, I know you had a, a hot take, perhaps, and you know, we're really, we're really. This is a bit, you know. Just we'll, we'll preface that, but other people will join later, and then they won't know it's a bit, which is great. But you know, Adnan, um, as the the resident Desmond Ritter hater of the group. Uh, <laughs> How excited were you uh, that Taylor Heineke managed to have a better practice today? I mean, I think Taylor Heineke's had better practices overall in camp. <laughs> Except not on Saturday. Not on Saturday. Ritter had a much better. And this is not me being a Desmond Ritter hater. That's absolutely a bit. I am, you know, one. I am 100% in on Desmond Ritter being this team's week one starter. But, I mean, Taylor Heineke had a better day today than Ritter did. I think Taylor Heineke had a better day yesterday than Ritter did. Um, the first two days of camp, Heineke had better. I think Friday was about the same. Saturday, Ritter was ahead. But today, genuinely, I mean, Ritter, once again, and we're jumping right into the Ritter talk, he, he once again, did not complete a single, like, deep pass uh, in scrimmage. He, he completed a really nice pass to Penny Hart in two-on-twos, which I got that on video and posted that on Twitter. I think all of us did, if you want to see that. But... I think the longest pass of the day for Desmond Ritter it was that 10-yard pass to Drake London along the sideline. And uh, Ritter has done a great job with the short passes. Um, and he did a great job with the short passes again today. Yesterday, again, he hit like seven good dink and dunk passes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful yes, dink, yes, and dunk wonderful dink and dunk well located. Pass. Yeah, very well located. Um, but today... Uh, we're not worried about the short passes with Desmond Ritter. We know what he is. We know he's a really good short accuracy quarterback. I care about more of the deep stuff. And we he's proven himself. He is more than proven when it comes to the short passes. He's not proven with the deep passes. And today he had two deep attempts by my count. One of them was a, a miss to Drake London. And it was good coverage from Jeff Okuda. London was near the sideline. And... I think the pass was away from both of them. I, I think it was like too low for London to get. And the other one was intercepted by Richie Grant. And that pass, uh, I think, Kevin, you said that it looked like the intended receiver. I think it was Josh on yeah. number 80. I think, I think there might have been a miscommunication on the route. And then Richie Grant, like, left in the air to get it. So it was, it was a very impressive play. Um, but, yeah, I, I hesitate to put a lot of blame on anyone and – for that yeah. one in particular, and then you know we we can praise Richie Grant because that's a great. Oh, play. it was but, a hell of a play! Yeah. By fifth fifth uh, interception in camp by my count in six days. Um, overall, this is only scrimmages, but basically we still have not seen Ritter consistently throw that deep pass. The only day in camp so far where Ritter has actually looked good throwing deep has been on Saturday, and I mean we're six days in. 
they're not really doing it as much as we would like to see it, given the fact that they will dial up that deep shot in the games. But so far, I, I haven't seen what I need to see from Ritter, which is that deep passing game. Yeah, I mean, it, everybody wants to see it. It's exciting stuff. Uh, the team has, I think, been pretty clearly more concerned with getting the timing down on the short to intermediate stuff. And, you know, we, we talked about it on the sidelines. Like, it's obviously that's going to be your bread and butter. Those are going to be the passes you're going to be attempting most of the time. There just haven't even been that many actual deep shots, like, period. Like, it's been, I think Ritter has thrown fewer than the other quarterbacks, and that may just be part of, you know, part of the... Yeah, it's hard to read the comments from here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through some of the comments, right? I wonder now. if I can make that bigger. But I'm sorry. Like normally, I yeah. have a tab up and I'm like reading the comments in real time as you guys are writing them because you know, well, we're all about like the interactiveness and yeah. Now Kevin has them in like you know four point font. Like oh, yeah, like, you know. Very, Usually the computer's closer to me, uh, to be honest. So that that's part of it. Yeah. Hey, how about Jason B on there? Y'all got Flick on. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Shout B. out. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out. yeah. Daniel Flick is the real star. Yeah, trust you know? me, it's we're not just that the podcast. Impressive. We're the podcast <laughs> bozos. Yeah. Yeah, we're just the blog boys. Yeah. I mean, all of us are blog boys. Yeah, big time blog boys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, to be to counter that point a little bit, I mean, Heineke looked good on the deep ball today. Like, yeah. he had a couple yeah. of really good deep passes today. I had a couple of really good deep passes yesterday. I'm not gonna. I have I have expectations like of of this team starting quarterback as as is natural. Like we're all. We're all big Falcons fans. We all are rooting for the team to succeed. And, I mean, I don't want to give – I'm not going to give Ritter that out of, oh, well, he, ha he just hasn't, like, thrown enough deep shots. He hasn't. I'd like to see more deep shots. But even among the deep shots that he has thrown, I think overall, uh, I don't know what the exact stat statistics are, but he's completed, like, I think around in the 30s. Yeah. Like, percentage-wise. Probably, yeah. And, you know, it it is what it is. I think – you know, other than I think there was that really nice throw to Penny Hart in two v two. That was a one on one, technically. Um, Man, you know, and, and there are some things that are play, yeah. yeah, it was good. I you mean, know, I mean, it's your son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I loved seeing Penny. We'll talk a little bit about like some of what Penny Hart didn't do well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will have some takes on that as well. <laughs> but, but um, but yeah. yeah, it was it was a great play, and you know, shout out Penny Hart. I, I am, you know, that is the only narrative I am publicly pushing and you know i'm all in on the penny hart narrative but still it's i don't care about the one-on-ones at all it's great it's great content it's great video content kevin's gone viral many times daniel's going viral viral right now for as the, we speak for the zach harrison play but one-on-ones that's not a good barometer that's not a good gauge of you know actual play like it's literally one on the offensive player will always have that advantage. You have the entire field to work with in mm -hmm. front of you and one defender in front of you. Most of the time, the offensive player will come away with a victory on there. Yeah. I care way more about what I see in scrimmages. What yeah. what am I seeing on seven on seven on eleven on eleven even more so in in the red zone drills, which is also eleven on eleven stuff. That's the stuff I care about. That's the stuff where you know the one on ones. I think you can give or take. You can throw out the one on ones if you'd like to. It's just it's just exciting content for the fans, or it's exciting content for like t the Twitter folks because yeah. that's the only thing we can. That's the only thing yeah. we can put out there. Yeah, but Daniel, what do you you know? You've seen a couple days now. Where do you sort of land on this? I think the word I would use would be unspectacular. I thought you were going to say Desmond Mitter. No, no. <laughs> the word the word of the day is Mitter. Oh shit! Let me not say that so loud. Like. <laughs> 
the players are right now. Yeah, literally the players could be in the next row. Yeah, so, you but, know, uh, no, that... noted uh, noted Desmond Ritter hater Adnan Ikic is here. Uh, okay, so that that way if they're recording this, they know who who to blame. Yeah, <laughs> please, Danny. Please, Ouch. <laughs> Gu- guys, no I'm ju- guys, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're just we're doing a bit. It's a bit. It's yeah, a bit. it's all for fun. But uh, no, I mean unspectacular. Probably the word that I'd use. I think he's been. He hasn't done anything so far to where I would be legitimately concerned. Um, but he also hasn't done anything either to where it's like, oh, wow. Like, there haven't really been any wow throws of any variety so far. I'm not sure I've actually seen him throw a pass above 30 yards so far, which, again, there's only so much you can read on checkdowns. And I think he's been at his best kind of working three-step drops and in rhythm. Short short stuff's been really accurate so far for him. And, again, you look at his overall passing numbers, and he's probably – in the seven on seven, eleven on eleven, probably completed seventy percent of his passes, from maybe higher, because it's just everything's high percentage, um, very very short, very underneath, to the point where he hasn't really done anything to where you're just like, oh wow, like that was legitimately a really really good throw, really good rep. I haven't seen that yet out of him. Um, I think he's done an okay job. I think you can't leave here feeling like. Oh wow! I'm just you know absolute disaster. It has not been that at all. It has not been brutal by any means. It just hasn't been like absolutely impressive. And, and so um, again, we're two padded practices, and it can obviously change. I'm sure it will change one way or another. Um, but you know, so far I think he's kind of just handling his job, and you know, all of his teammates have been very complimentary of how he's handled himself in the huddle and um, everything else that we've known about him for a long time as far as leadership and. And everything. So yeah, I, and you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were you were you were there for the Arthur Blank press conference that yeah. we were. You know, th- so they bring in Arthur Blank, which is cool. In the middle, in of, the practice. middle of practice, and they're like, "Okay, he's there. If you guys want to like skip the like red zone yeah. drills, well, and we're like, like it, it was one of the it was like one of the most important parts of the day where they're they're giving every single quarterback each of each offense like a chance to go yeah, against the defense. Score basically. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. like it, it was like a one minute drill. Or like yeah, maybe yeah. it was two. I think it, it, there's no way it, it was two been, minutes. It yeah. might have been two minutes. I don't know, but it, it seemed like less than two minutes over. Well, but, because Ritter threw a pick. And it, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's like it's literally like each quarterback <laughs> has a chance. We're gonna get jumped by somebody. I just know. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some dudes in masks <laughs> on our way out of here who just yeah. like tie us up or something. <laughs> yeah, we have to be really careful because I think you know the locker room is like. Yo, the, yeah, we, like right Daniel there. and I accidentally walked into the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I think I held the door for Javon. I didn't even think twice about yeah, it. Like, oh, like, well, yeah. You guys acted like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. So. No, literally, I, I held the first door for him, and he's like, oh, I appreciate it, man. Like, walks by. Daniel holds a second door into the locker room. He's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, we're in the wrong abort, place right abort. now. <laughs> yes. But uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh, God. I know that I cannot see the mid or name. Oh, Arthur Blank. Arthur, yeah, Blank. Arthur Blank. Arthur yeah, Blank. Yeah. So, so it was literally like 11 on 11s for each offense. And they're like, hey, guys, Arthur Blank is like starting right now. And we're like, what do you mean he's starting like right now? Practice is going on. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we figured, Kevin and I figured it was for us, we would, you know, divide and conquer a little bit. Daniel went to go watch the press conference. We finished covering the 11 on 11s. But I mean, you know, they could have. 
Yeah, could have been nicer in the media that that up one. a little bit better. But you, you know, Arthur Blank basically, you know, had the quote, right? So. Yeah, he said that. Um, I believe the exact quote is, "I like our young quarterback. We believe he's our quarterback of the future." He said we're all confident in that, and um, he seemed very adamant about the fact that, um, you know, the Falcons had a three-year plan when they hired Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot, and, and that so far they're on track with all that. And um, you know, obviously, quarterback. Arthur Blank mentions a quarterback-driven league. Um, he, he seems very confident that they've got the right guy. Um, and so, you know, we'll kind of see how that progresses. But, you know, he talked about how it's more than just, you know, his, his little stretch last year. It was everything that he's been doing behind the scenes and kind of everything else around, um, I guess, everything they've seen in him since they drafted him last April. And so, you know, Arthur Blank obviously won't step in front of a podium and say, like, hey, we don't have confidence in our quarterback. But he did kind <laughs> yeah, of bring it. Yeah, <laughs> It's not the answer, but you know, no. But he, uh, he did say kind of unprompted that he's that he believes in Ritter, that he believes Ritter is the franchise quarterback, uh, and he seems very confident in that belief. So, yeah. Arthur Blank, uh, from every, everything that we've heard so far, all the talk coming out of Falcons camp um, from those in, inside has been very positive. And again, you'd expect it. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if anybody came out and said, "Yeah, he's pretty average," you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Um, it's been it's been positive from that aspect, and you can tell that everybody inside that locker room is, is very confident in where he's trending, um, and and where he's already at. Yeah, and I, I think that's something important to note. Like we're we're following every throw of practice and tweeting it out and reporting it because like it's content, it's great, the fans want to see it, but ultimately, they're not gonna make any significant changes <laughs> to the lineup at this point. I mean. Obviously, there's opportunities for guys to to prove themselves over the next like three weeks, folks, before the regular season. Actually, it's four weeks. I think there's still three preseason games to go. We've seen we're we're going to be witnessing a handful of practices. We'll be back Wednesday one more time, and we'll be and, covering and, the preseason games. Yeah, and of course uh, we'll be yeah live play by play, live play by play of a. Well, I'll be there for the first and third. I will miss yeah, the yeah. actually the. Only important one, the second one. But, you know, I'll be there for the Logan Woodside and Carlos yes. Washington Jr., mm-hmm. you know, reps in the third preseason game. Yeah. So, but, I mean. I'm working on the bit for that. I think it's yeah. going to be taking him to the Woodside or something. We're, but, gonna, like, we're going to work on Taking him to the Woodshed. Like yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing is, I mean, and this is a, I mean, it's not a shameless plug because it's our show. And we're yeah. talking about this show. We're allowed to plug our own yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're allowed to plug yes. our own shit. You know, Daniel on the other. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even uh, say a word. Yeah. <laughs> we have very strict requirements. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it right now. It's not welcome back on the show. But basically, um, Kevin and I were talking about it, and I guarantee, I promise you, we will have more Logan Woodside and third and fourth string information that third preseason game than than the actual like coverage of the game, whatever channel it's going to be on, because we we have watched every single Logan Woodside throw in practice over training camp, and we've watched every single Carlos Washington Jr. rep, and we're. I think we're even too heavily invested into this wide receiver five battle. I think it's kind of sicko behavior on our end, but we're definitely like, we definitely know what we're talking about when it comes to the depth on this team right now. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to, to the mastery channel, who's a, a commander's fan convert to the Falcons. Oh, really? Uh, welcome. welcome. You know, I, 
I don't blame you for getting off that ship. I mean, I, I hope that 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 you know that team obviously has yeah, better going stuff from ahead. Sam Howell to Desmond Ritter. Like, <laughs> what, what Sam Howell's supposed to be better, right? According to you know the QB rankings. Yeah. So yeah, Sam Midwell. Yes. God damn it. Sam, Sam Midwell and yeah. Desmond Ritter out. Yeah. Arthur Blank touched on the Commanders' uh, ownership side of that, though. He said yeah. it was like a relief for them, and uh, he, he talked pretty highly about Josh Harris, but he, he definitely. Seemed uh, pretty pretty happy that uh, that Snyder was gone. So yep. unfortunately, we have a new villain emerging uh, quite rapidly <laughs> in the NFL landscape. So doesn't seem like we were able to get even like a, a quiet week in between. Uh, Not at all. But you know, <laughs> hey, that's just it's these billionaires, bro. And I yep. mean, oh my God, Jim Irsay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> Maybe just. Don't talk. Like, just, you know. Like, he pulled up to Colts practice in an RV, and, like, Jonathan Taylor just disappeared into an RV. (laughs) (laughs) And someone tweeted out, they're like, who thought it was a good idea to leave Taylor and Ursay together alone for, like, two hours? That's never a good sign. Very ominous. But, um, yeah, welcome, welcome in. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, so... We talked about the quarterbacks. They they were all, I think, pretty sharp today. I think that's one of the takeaways is I think they were all three pretty good. Um, I agree. I do agree with Adnan, though, that Heineke had the best day today. Uh, you yeah, know, I, he had this like yeah. real. He had a couple of really good zip passes. Like, and I he's mean, just more aggressive. Like you could yeah, tell. Like that's just, if you've watched Taylor Heineke, you know that it's, that's his blessing and curse. Like yeah. Taylor Heineke is aggressive. Yeah, he course, will yeah. put the ball in harm's way. And sometimes make some spectacular plays as a result, he had, and then lose some games. Like I mean, it's you take yeah. that's sort of what it is with him. And Ritter's more yeah, I, controlled. I'm so. still saying Woodside had the throw of camp so far yesterday on that pass to Slade Bolden. The throw of the day was from Heineke. It was uh to Frank Darby. It was, and Frank Darby also had a really good day today. Like Frank Darby is also working his way back into that wide receiver five competition. We haven't really mentioned him as much. Uh, in our talk about Zay Malone, Penny Hart, you know, some Slade Bolden in there. But definitely, Frank Darby is definitely a player in it. He, I think he beat Clark Phillips in a one-on-one, but it was just an underthrown pass, and Phillips got the breakup, but Frank Darby had a step on him. So yeah. Darby had this, you know, very deep out route where he, you know, he went deep, goes out, and Taylor Heineke just hit him in between the numbers. It, that's one of those like really difficult passes to make as a quarterback. It was deep downfield and you know just a perfect ball to Frank Darby. And that was one of, I think, three really good deeper passes from Taylor Heineke. And I mean, yeah, Heineke is aggressive and you know, he'll sometimes throw, put the ball in harm's way, but you know, Ritter has three times as many picks as Heineke this game. So, that's, you know, you're gonna. People are gonna forget that this is a bit if you keep talking like that. Look, I, I'm just giving you the facts. Like, yes. I, this this isn't even like the no context facts. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I I do think I think overall Heineke's had a bit of a better camp so far. But in fairness, Heineke is playing against the twos. Uh, I think the Falcons. You know, obviously, first string defense is much better than the second string defense. And the first I think, string defense has been really yeah, good. And the first string defense is like a lot better than the second string. Like. I think they're they've been throwing like similar. I think they've been rotating out some of the receivers in there as well. Like you know, Drake London is catching passes from both Heineke and uh, from Desmond Ritter. So Heineke hasn't had that much of an advantage, or, or excuse me, Ritter hasn't had that much of an of an advantage with his weapons. But he is having to go up against the much better defensive players, and I think that really matters 
And, you know, that, that's some context added into it. But overall, Heineke, I mean, Heineke's looked as, as good as I would have hoped he would look. But, you know, Ritter, I just hope, I, I just want to see some more consistency and, you know, some better results with those deep passes. That's, that's my only question mark so far. There's another Heineke throw, too, I want to throw some love on. Um, he had a far hash throw today to uh, London on the sideline. London made a, a full the extension toe tap, toe toe tap, tap, yeah, yeah. A toe tap catch. That was one of the most impressive catches I've seen. That ball was also located about as well as it could have been. Um, against like Cornell Armstrong. Yeah, who's had a really good camp, too. Yeah. And, and it was so funny seeing the, the dichotomy of the DB versus the wide receiver. You had Cornell Armstrong after that catch. That catch was inbounds, by the way. Like, Drake London has done a great job with his body placement near yeah. the sidelines. This, I think he had two toe-tap uh, catches today. And overall, he's been doing a great job of, of keeping his feet inbounds like throughout the entire process, throughout all of training camp. And he was 100% inbounds. And you had Cornell Armstrong just like celebrating, you know, doing the like corner thing. And you had like... Drake, London's like running yeah, into the... Yeah. Drake <laughs> London's just like... Drake London just looks over and does like the little too short, like, you know, yeah. motion in yeah, front of him. So funny. it was that very was fun. Good. But Drake London, uh, I think I think these were his two best days of camp so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, he had the punt past, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the punt to the fans after he, he yeah, lost. Back up punter, yeah. Yeah. Bradley good. Pinion's understood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen in a London, I think all the like summer hype that everybody had about him, I think has been completely justified yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean, he's been about as good as you can ask for. And I, I know Arthur Smith isn't a big fan of wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver 28, whatever yeah, it may he be. He doesn't care. He does not player. care. Yeah. But I think on a, for the average fan, if you kind of look at how they classify things, London has proven to me over the last few days that he's ready to kind of keep on climbing the ladder of, of receivers, I guess, not only here, but like in the league to where I think yeah. he's pretty clearly, if he doesn't break a thousand yards, I think be I'd be relative. I'd be, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be very surprised. Um, assuming he plays a full 17, yeah. 17 games. I, I, I mean, he's, he's looked, I mean, he's big, he's strong. His hands look very good and he's been, he's been consistently open. And so to me, um, I, I've been blown away so far. Yeah. yeah. Two and like, the other thing too is like, I think you know we talked about it on Saturday that like there's just a chance that Ritter is just a gamer. You know he's a guy that's like he's got the crowd. He's got the the stakes are higher because there's like a million fans on the hill, and like he just has his best practice and he's hitting these shots. He's more aggressive. He has his best day. You know, so I think if you watch the games last year, Ritter also I think was more aggressive more decisive, making clutch plays when it got to crunch time, when the stakes were higher. And that's what he did in college, too. So, you know, I think that, like, he's calm, controlled, collected, not necessarily pushing anything in practice because it's practice. And they're they're working on specific things that we're not privy to. You know, I wish they would tell us exactly what they're doing, but they're not going to do that. Um, and I think you can see the tendencies of all the quarterbacks. Like, Taylor Heineke is going to try to push it because that's his personality. Um, I think Logan Woodside's kind of in between the two where he's a little bit more aggressive than Ritter, but, you know, not quite as, as controlled either. And then Ritter is the more controlled guy. And I think that's what a lot of coaches would say they prefer. Um, it doesn't necessarily make for a bunch of highlight reels in practice. But the other thing is like, there were a couple throws today where like AJ Terrell broke up a, you know, deep pass to. Drake London on the sideline that probably would have been complete if not for Terrell getting his hand on the ball. And, 
You know, Carlson like, under had a lot. Yeah. With his camp. And that, that's what we were talking about with the defense. It's like yeah. the defense, the first string defense has been playing so yeah. well that, like, I think that's making people think less of Ritter even when the throws have been good. And it's like, oh, it's incomplete. It's like, oh, well, yeah. The and that's the context sucks, here, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm saying, like, I'm telling you, I will tell you unequivocally, I think Heineke's looked better, but Heineke. It's different when you're when you're going up against Cornell Armstrong versus AJ Terrell. And no offense to Cornell Armstrong, but he's not AJ Terrell. Just Cornell's like a Yeah, there was actually zero reason for me to actually even <laughs> even throw the name out there. I could have just said <laughs> just like the second stringer ass, against yeah. the first stringers, but you know, yeah, it's a difference between you know Nate Landman and Troy Anderson in coverage. But you know, you just keep on going. Yeah, just keep on going. Yeah, let's keep going out here. Yeah. You know, the, there's a there's a big difference between um I, I mean I don't want to say Jalen Hawkins Jalen Hawkins has a couple of picks yeah he does. you know Micah Abernathy versus you know Jesse Bates out here even though Abernathy also has a pick off Ritter by the way um yeah. Yeah. let me stop just bury everyone yeah it's like <laughs> you're going. just segueing into like burying somebody else when you're trying to finish your previous burial but you know, yeah, like, like, no, get yeah. Out. Uh, I'm gonna show up and like the door will be locked I'm at the facility <laughs> it's talk good. trash about my place it's gonna be that meme of like like Jamal you know the, the, the guy trying to like you know it wasn't Jamal Adams trying to like get into the building that's like whoa what's going on yeah and and you know that Joe Schmo brings up a good point too it's like a lot of these reps, they're, like, predetermined. So it's not like Ritter's going to go out there and read the defense and then, like, decide on a play. Like, it's like, okay, we're going to run this play. The defense, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to run this play. And, like, you're you're trying – this is, like, install. Like, these first couple of weeks are, like, you're, you're still installing your offense. So, you know, it's all a little bit overblown. It's fun to talk about. And, it you know, we're going to tell you who looks good doing what they're told to do uh, and who, you know, looks mid um, – but you know it is what it is. So don't. Although I will say on some of those like reps, like I I I do think that they have some progressions that they go through, where you know you have the option to check it down to one guy versus, you know you can go into your second rep and third rep. And I've noticed that just because I noticed when they're especially in eleven on eleven, when there is a little bit of pressure, you can see the quarterback maneuvering around the pocket, and you know sometimes they'll hit the check down, and sometimes they'll. Uh, they'll go a bit deeper. And the reason why I say that is because it wouldn't make sense to have Heine- – because Heineke threw the ball deeper a bit more than I saw from Ritter today. I don't think it would make sense to have Heineke, you know, consistently go a bit deeper than you than what we've seen from Ritter the last couple of days. So I do think that while there are predetermined plays, they don't tell the, the quarterback, oh, you're going to be throwing to this guy, yeah. like on this play. No, like, no, it's they not make those determined. decisions. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to, to read the play – go through your progressions and make a decision based on that. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's still a lot to see. There's still a lot to, to watch and and we're going to see, you know, more over the coming weeks. And really like, it doesn't start to get super meaningful until we see preseason. And really, I mean, week one is when it actually matters. So like, they're not doing this to put on a show for us. They're, they're not, I mean, maybe on Saturday you could argue like, okay, like this is our big fan day. We're going to try to, put on a show but like they don't really care to show the media anything i mean we can't even film most of the team stuff so they're not really trying to prove anything or do anything so everybody keep that in mind um and also you know like look around the league a lot of a lot of guys making mistakes right now uh, a lot of young quarterbacks struggling a lot of veteran quarterbacks struggling it's week one of preseason yeah or of, uh, yeah We're not even it's, it's just like yeah. 
we're, we're installing no. still. But the thing so. is, it's like this is content. This is people are are really hungry for some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we are too, honestly. We are, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'd love to see it. <laughs> like, I'd be lying to you if I went out there and I said, oh, yeah, I don't care about, like, practice. I don't care about, like, what I'm seeing out there right now because, you know, we also haven't seen these guys since that Bucks game. Yeah. So, of course, we, we want to see. I, I do want to get Daniel's opinion, though. Like, what has been the most impressive thing for you in, in these first couple of days of padded practices? I mean, me and Kevin have been talking every single day about what we like, what we don't like. I do want to yeah. get your take on it. Run defense. Atlanta's run defense has been very, very impressive so far to me. Um, You know, I kind of came into camp, and, you know, throughout the whole summer, I looked at the offensive line, kind of looked at where it was last year, um, and I still think it'll be a very big strength. Atlanta's defensive line has been shut down. I mean, it, it has just been – they've been locking up the run game all week so far yeah, in yeah. pads. Um, that's one of the things that Lindstrom mentioned today. Um, it's just how I think he called them tremendous. I mean, they are truly, they've been very, very impressive so far. Um, there have not been a whole lot of big runs. It feels like I think we've seen maybe a couple five to 10 yard runs ripped off. And again, this is something where you know that the level of competition is good. I mean, Atlanta had, I think the league's third best running attack last yeah. year, right? Running offense. So, um, and they're supposed to be just as good, if not better, this year. You know, so I, I mean, it's, um, I think run defense is something that I've just been blown away by. Linebackers have been very, very impressive. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very impressive. Um, there's not a lot of lanes. I think, you know, they've kind of run a lot of 5-2 looks up front, I think. And I, I just think the way they've been filling gaps has been very, very impressive. And you're kind of seeing... I feel like there was so much hype around the front seven, just with the way that they kind of retooled it this off season, and obviously put a lot of a lot of uh, investment into that whole group. And I think we've kind of seen it pay off early. Um, again, one on ones have I, in my personal opinion, I I think the pass rush has won a lot of the one on ones so far, which you'd kind of expect because it's kind of the setting where mm -hmm. you'd kind of expect them to win. But they've lived up to it, whether it's one on ones. Uh, sevens, uh, well, no, but, uh, you know, elevens. Um, and then pretty much every time that you get into a situation where it's strictly running stuff, I mean, there's there's no lanes there. And yeah. so I think that's an area that I was hoping we'd see take a step forward. Because, you know, I think as you look at the secondary, um, there's a lot of talent there, and there's not a whole lot of concern on, on my end about how that's going to play out. But you wanted to see steps forward up front, and I think so far it's been all positive. And so, um, you know, I, I think Drake London is another guy that I think through two days I've been blown away by, as I mentioned earlier. But as far as other, other takeaways, just the run defense has truly been very I, – I will honestly leave here feeling very confident that Atlanta will have a top half at least run defense in the NFL this year, if not you know top 10, which is a huge step forward from last year. I'm right there with you, and I think that was the most impressive part of camp today and yesterday. It's just not – you know. It's not the sexiest topic of, oh, you know, it's amazing run defense. Uh, it, because if, if it was Bijan Robinson who went out there and, like, the rush, running attack was dominating and, you know, Bijan was getting these, like, massive, you know, huge touchdowns, we'd be we'd be leading the show with that. We'd yeah. be like, oh, my God. We haven't mentioned Bijan Robinson yet. We, he had that one really good run, I thought. But, yeah. I think – but even that one, I think he got stopped. Like, I think yeah. it was – I think it was, like, whistled, like – uh, us as a stop five yards in i'm with you i think yeah, yeah. i think if it was a real setting it wouldn't have you know he, he would have gotten away and he like 
he showed off some juke moves and stuff. I think he juked out the safety. Yeah. He looked really good in the open field. But uh, I'm not going to hold hold it against the defense there yeah. because they heard the whistle, and yeah. you hear the whistle, you sort of stop. But technically, I think we've, we've seen one run of 10 yards, and that was yesterday with the B. John Robinson in, in the red zone. And outside of that, oh, my God. Like, it's been smothering. Yeah. It has been smothering. There was even there was one successful screen pass to um, Cordero Patterson today, and they had this one screen pass to Carlos Washington where he just got swarmed as soon as he caught the ball. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Nielsen emphasizes the importance of, of run defense. And, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with the linebackers. They all looked so good. In run defense, Troy Anderson looks really good in covering tight ends. Uh, he looked really good in covering Kyle Pitts today. I want to give a shout-out to Timmy Horn as well. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be, I think, the day one nose tackle. And Timmy Horn, he got a sack out there today, and he's he's a disruptor. Like, Every single time, he looks like he's just he's causing chaos on yeah. that interior part of the offensive line. And this is a guy who, you know, I think he was one of the last guys who earned a roster spot last year. Yep. I don't even think he would have without recovering that fumble against Detroit and that Jared Bernhardt uh, game with yeah. a touchdown yeah. game that set that up. But you know, this year I think deservedly so he is firmly a roster lock. And I mean Timmy Horn, I mean. You know, we were talking about Eddie Goldman right. uh, for a few for a few days here, and you know Eddie Goldman's not going to be back, but Timmy Horn is, I think, going to fill those shoes. And yeah, that run defense these two days has been absolutely stout. And I feels like the the offense, the rushing offense, has been a, a bit frustrated as well as a result. Yeah, and I, think I think so. I think the Atlanta's defense will leave a lot of teams leaving frustrated yeah. uh, this season in, in the run game. Another name I'd like to throw out, Nate Landman, to me, has been yeah, a for sure. huge winner. For I sure. think we yeah. talked about it yesterday. I think Nate Landman is probably the, a very safe bet to be Yeah, he's like the fourth four. linebacker. Yeah, I think he's right. a very safe bet to Especially be Especially if Etheridge is gone. He did yeah. get juked out of his shoes by Bijan in that 2v2. But that's, okay. that's not that's really fair to any linebacker. I'm not holding honest. that I'm against I'm not really going to hold that against any linebacker. Troy Anderson and Kate Nellis they've all been juked yeah. out by – it's just like – Who would have won the club? Really, it's – I don't know that anyone's yeah. really but, able to cover that. Yeah, maybe Arthur Smith will watch this show, get mad at us, and have one of us cover Bijan one-on-one. I'll try it. I know what will happen. It'll go viral. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> You know, no, that's a, get, that's a different type the, of uh, Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. It'll be like that one where the, the guy like jukes at it and he just like falls over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fake an injury, that's what I'll, no, I'll have, what, what you guys don't know is that they have <laughs> probably have guys camped out there who probably aren't allowed to be allowed to leave before signing yeah. those waivers. Yep. yep. Uh, signing away our our ability or signing us up to go out there, you know, on the field with some of the players tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Arthur Smith will probably is Clasping his hands together, he's like, up, yeah. all right, you know, Kevin, Oklahoma drill against Grady. <laughs> you know, Daniel, one-on-one -on -one against B. John. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Oklahoma drill against David Onyemata. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten a three-point stance in at least 15 years, so, yeah. <laughs> Me, boxing match against Desmond Brinkley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's, uh, honestly, with or without the waiver, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. With or without yeah. the waiver, it's probably going to happen like the second this live show in. Oh, yeah, they're waiting. They got them all lined up. They definitely want them. Which Grady should be nice to me because I have his jersey. I've been like the biggest Grady Jarrett lover. So, Grady, please don't kill me. Oh, I genuinely hope that nobody has heard anything of what we've said. Like, I hope these rooms are at least a little soundproof, but it doesn't look like they are. I don't think so. <laughs> so, you know, 
Take that with whatever you will. But we do have a donation from Paul Sanford with the $5. Thank you so much, Thanks, Paul. Paul. He says, uh, we all want deep shots, but to quote Arthur Smith, and I'm paraphrasing, thank you for letting us know, all the Twitter experts are trying to break down plays, but have no clue what we're asking him to do. Ritter is known to take deep shots. My bet is the coaches may not want him to over the last few days. And yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Paul. Like it's They're trying to practice stuff. It's install. They're trying to run all their plays. They're trying to get everything going. So yes, like I clearly they're not really dialing up a lot of stuff, but some some of the sessions they do have I think the freedom like you guys mentioned to target whoever they want on the play within the confines of the play and he hasn't tended to go deep on those no. shots. Now maybe that's because he's got Jesse Bates to contend with and Richie Grant yeah, and that's you know, very pick true, something off sure. today that it's like I don't like these I don't like the look of these matchups. I'm going to check it down. You know, and like honestly like I think in the team sessions and the red zone sessions, like they've been like driving, they've been picking up first downs and all this stuff. It just hasn't been very flashy, but ultimately at the end of the day, if you score touchdowns, that's all that matters. If you dink and dunk your way down there and score touchdowns, you know, no, that's it'll work. You know, and I mean, yeah. Hey, if, if the Falcons <laughs> dink and dunk their way that's down true. the field every game, then I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Like you said, it doesn't matter how you get those yards, but I just, don't think that you'll be able to dink and dunk your way down the field. Not against everyone. And, like, eventually you're probably going to come to a time when you do have to be able to throw the ball deep for various reasons, game situation reasons, like taking advantage and of opponents. And it genuinely could yeah. be, like, uh, that you do have Bates to contend with. In and, and, I mean, that, that bodes well for the Falcons' defense for sure. But at the same time, it's still, like, e even with that in mind, you still want to see him take some of these shots now and like work on work on these plays in practice now versus you know not not practicing them enough come by the time uh, week one comes around but there's still a very long way until then I'm just I'm just giving you guys my observations about you know what I'm seeing with the deep shots uh, enough uh, if there are enough deep shots if there aren't yeah I mean you can can take or leave anything of what I say. Yeah. I don't really care. It's, we're just podcast posts. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're just those Twitter like analysts. Internet GMs. Is talking yeah. about. Those pretty faces behind a microphone right yes. now. Very pretty. What can I say? Face for radio, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do a live show. Yeah, Come on, yeah we, we do. We go live. Yeah. Not, not, not everyone is brave enough to go live. That's true. Week. Yes, we put our faces out there. Yeah, for, we do put our faces out there. For I'm sure somebody hours. enjoys that. Yeah. I asked Josh if I looked like I was camera ready. He was like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> if, if I'm good enough for Josh Kendall, I should be good enough for these boys. So. Mm -hmm. And shout Absolutely. out to our guy, Josh Kendall. And, uh, you know, shout out to D-Light today. Shout he was a... He was in a full two-piece suit out there yeah. today. You know, had a, a little bow tie. Yeah, had a top, very classy. Hat, a top hat. Yeah, I think I, I posted a, a picture of him. You can see him on my Twitter. A uh, picture of him presenting Arthur Smith with his five hundred dollar check, uh, oversized check. And I mean, that was it was a very it's a very wholesome, very nice moment before training camp. And Arthur Smith has had a lot of fun with the media so far. Um, D-Led uh, presented him the check to donate to any charity of his choice. Arthur Smith said he'll match the donation. And, I mean, that was just, uh, just a, a great saga uh, with the D-Led getting fined uh, situation so far. Yeah, yeah. Great Arthur end Blank, to the saga. Arthur Blank said he'll also match, by the way. So oh, did he? Oh, 1500. Yeah, 1500. Yeah, 1500. yeah. So that, that's great. wonderful. Yeah, that's it wonderful. It was great. It was a bit for good. I like yeah. it. I like that's a, that's a good situation. Yeah, meanwhile, unlike our bits, which are all for bad. Yeah, they're all just... You know, complete, complete, just 
chaos. Yeah, we apologize, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Desmond. Mid- I'm Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did it. You were, he was about to say Mitter. No, was that, that, that was also a bit. Yes, definitely. 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 I did want to say hi to guys. I know that out of, the, out of your Falcon Mind guys were in here. Thanks for, for watching, guys. I know. Big Low Country. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Big Low. Shout out. Big Low, we want to see you on the hill out here. We want to say hi. Yeah, I think he was here like was early. He? he was here like one of these days. I for, Maybe I even two. Yeah. He was that I missed him yeah. for sure. My Smitty apologies. Sports Machine, what's up, man? Yeah. Smitty. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Um, yeah. Well, we've talked about a lot, mostly the quarterbacks. You know, I know that's what people want to hear about, so that's why we're talking about it. But, you know, I know we should talk about the wide receivers too because I think they've impressed. You know, your son Penny Hart seems to be – pretty firmly entrenched with the second team along with Frank Darby. Um, I'm curious if, you know, where we stand with the other guys though, you know, I, I, Zay Malone, we, we talked about a lot. He's probably been the most impressive of like the other guys, but um, you know, Daniel, we haven't heard from you much on this group. Where do you sort of see the group right now? Do you think it's, you think there's a yeah. chance for one of those UDFAs to, to make it in that fifth spot, or is it going to be one of these veterans? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about that today. Chris Blair, I thought has been very impressive. Um, Ortega Whiteside as well has been pretty impressive. Yeah, I think um, obviously we talked about on Ritigarant's interception. We think Josh Ali ran the wrong route or ran a bad route. Some, some kind of miscommunication, yeah, I think. But, but Josh Ali has been very impressive. I think, you know, obviously at the top, I want to shout out Matt Collins. He's been very good um, throughout training camp, very consistent, um, very energetic, a true leader in that room, perhaps in this room. But, um, uh, no, I think Matt Collins at the top has been very good. Scotty Miller has been a kind of about what you'd expect out of him, um, kind of in his own little niche role there. I think as you start moving down, I think I've been impressed by what Ortega Whiteside has, has, has put up so far. I think he's he moves about, you know, I think you his body type, is, his body type is not what you would expect to be like an athlete, but he moves pretty well. And I think that's kind of the trend that I've noticed is the Falcons have, I think Chris Blair looks the part. And I think, um, you know, you watch him run routes and you watch his fluidity. He's very quick for his size. It's very impressive. Um, I thought Keelan Harris has, he's had some moments throughout camp so far. Um, I do think he's probably on the outside looking in still as things stand. I, I think Zay Malone is probably ahead of him among the undrafted, uh, among the undrafted wideouts there. But um, I think as you kind of look at the way that room is shaping up, I think Ortega Whiteside and Josh Ali are two guys that I would very much be monitoring as we move yeah. forward. But again, Chris Blair is – I've, I've not seen a lot of attention thrown his way. Now, no, am I, I've seen him targeted much. Yeah. Am I driving the Chris Blair hype train? Perhaps. Oh, but so I, your team, Chris Blair. So now we've got oh, Team Penny Hart, Team Zay Malone. We've got Team Keelan Harris with Aaron Freeman. And now with Daniel, we've got Team Chris Blair. So we've got a lot of teams going I just, here. I really like the body type there. And I yeah. think when you watch him in the drills, he's very fluid, very loose, and he's got really good hands. And so I think, um, you know, we'll see if he can kind of put it all together. I think, obviously, how that kind of plays out in the preseason will be the most important part. But I think right now you're kind of looking for traits, and I've been very impressed by his traits. So yeah. uh, I didn't know a whole lot about him coming into the summer. But Spent some so time far, with the Packers, maybe? Yeah, yeah so far – Pretty impressive. So um, we'll see. Hold on. I don't know if you have a someone saying they like your hat. Thank That's you. It's a great hat. Second time Stop someone's not. complimented you on that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, no, it's it's been a necessity out there. It's been yeah. very hot. Like I came in first day, no hats. 
and just like you know, just like our friend Daniel over here, <laughs> see how baked he is. And um, bad. yeah, he is cooked bad. right now. Extra crispy. Yeah, Daniel. he is cooked, yeah. and I mean, <laughs> I. Um, but in fairness, you've been covering baseball for yeah. A few you've been. This is not just in the last. Yeah, two days. Be really yeah that would be really bad if this yeah. was two days. Like this is from. He's dying. Days. Like send help. Yeah. Spent a week in Greensboro getting cooked by like ninety five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like one hundred one. Yeah, like twelve hours out there, like all yeah. day in the yeah, east. Yeah. So Brutal. I, I don't envy. I don't envy our baseball counterparts who have to cover. Yeah, I mean, I love baseball, but. It seems like it seems pretty brutal having to cover it through the middle of June and July every year. At least camp is only like a week or so. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's been a necessity, and you know it matches. I have yellow shorts on right now, so it matches the drip. It's no D-Light drip, but no. but you know I, I'm trying my best out here. Yeah, yeah. Showed up with really with like a really high level of confidence today. I did, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then yeah. and then D-Light just like shot it down. I'm like. Oh. Man has a full suit on right now. <laughs> Can't match that trick. Deal it. Also, deal it. Changed out of that suit and like he changed in like three, three minutes. It was really, it was, it was three was minutes. He just like he just like walked out and ra- walked right back in, yeah. like a whole new yeah. set of clothes. Like he's very. I mean that that's maybe that's his superpower. That makes me a little bit more concerned about the one on ones actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That level of dexterity that is required yeah. to get out of that suit. That yeah, fire. we go out there like one on one. Deal it just cooks us. And yeah, like, he's just like, it's just like he just hits you with that double move. Speaker on Dilad, I mean, truly is incredible. Yeah. You got a nice veteran presence too. He does. Oh, yeah. The veteran savvy. That's what yeah, I'd be concerned yeah. about. The, yeah. the thing is, like, I know a lot of people like like to clown on Dilad on Twitter and stuff, but I'm mean, just a peek behind the scenes. Dilad is a very nice man. Like everyone in the media room loves Dilad. Like all the coaches, DMPs. I don't think like Dilad, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like Arthur's, I don't think DMPs got Dilad. Yeah. yeah, you have to sort of get him. Yeah, but Arthur Smith, like you can tell, he really likes Dilad, and you can tell that he like first day of of camp. First thing Arthur Smith mentioned was, uh, you know, where's Dealad? Like, you know, why isn't Dealad out here? And but and I mean, yeah, Dealad's a Dealad's a very nice man for sure. He is. He's very nice. Uh, we love Dealad. So maybe we'll get Dealad on the pod. I think I think he'd be down. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else oh, we haven't. I, oh yeah, yeah. I do want to touch on so Penny Hart. Penny Hart, good, good catch. Yep. Yeah, good catch. Two on twos. Uh, I think he had a he had a solid day again today. Like I. Yeah. I, like not only am I driving the Penny Hart, like I'm not only am I pushing that narrative, I'm driving the hard uh, hype train, but also I genuinely think that I I would I would be happy if he was a wide receiver five on this I, team objectively. Objectively, I think he is the wide receiver five at this moment. Yeah, yeah. like him and Frank Darby probably. Are yeah, the he, two. He's also competing in in kick uh in kick returns, punt yep. returns, that and I, I spoke yeah. with God and uh, Godwin uh, Ibuk. Igabuike uh after the game or after practice and he said that he really wants to you know uh be in that kick returner competition as well and he's looking forward to really you know challenging uh to to earn that kick returner nice spot for him I've seen a lot yeah. before and um and, and you know Hart was out there with uh with the Gunners and special teams as well so that that's a good sign for him uh caught some passes but I do want to say he made he probably made the mistake of the day today in camp uh, the mental error of the day. It was uh, Logan Woodside's turn on on those um, on that quarterback thrill, the eleven on elevens to end practice that we were talking about earlier. Ritter uh, got picked by Richie Grant. Heineke ran out of time, and Woodside was actually taking you know his taking the offense down the field. Woodside got closer to the end zone than anyone else. Throws it to Penny Hart, and you know time is flowing. Penny Hart catches what looked like a slant, 
did a great job of getting away from like a defender was called down and I mean Kevin I think you uh, you mentioned and I agree with you if this was a a, a real game action he would have had a chance of actually scoring the yeah I think he there. could have broken the tackle however the the play is called dead you know, the lineup the offense is like lining up you know they're getting ready for the next play because there's time for one more play Penny Hart meanwhile is going into the end zone uh you know fans are cheering Penny Hart is basking he's celebrating and you could tell Logan Woodside was irate. Like Logan Woodside is screaming at him to get back into position. And the coaches call it. You know, time runs out. And Woodside just absolutely slams his helmet. And he is pissed off walking off the field. And that's one of those where it's just one of those mental errors that you really, you know, can't have in any setting. Especially not one in camp where you're fighting for your own roster spot. And, I mean, it, it, was, just a, it was just a little mental error by Penny Hard, And I'm sure coaches... He'll hear about it from the coaches. For yeah, sure. yeah, he's so gonna get an earful. He'll get an earful. Not from them, from Logan Woodside. Yeah, I mean Logan Woodside. He's he, gonna take him to the Woodside. Yeah, and I mean Logan. Uh, I was actually like sort of, I, I was sort of happy to see that from Woodside, just because yeah. you could tell like he was intent. Like you could tell he was locked in. Like he, it's that competitive spirit. And I mean, you know, after after practice, I spoke with Woodside about it, and he he did not throw hard under under the bus. He just said. It was just a situation where the offense didn't execute as they should have, which is the politically correct yeah. quarterback answer. Great job, Woodside. Yeah, which is what you want to see. I'm mean, Woodside, the veteran. You know, yeah. he's I Toledo think, legend. Yeah, Toledo legend. Action. Yeah, some action. action. Yeah, Arthur Smith. Shout Arthur out. Smith shouted out the the action on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Penny Hart will definitely learn from this, and I, I don't think he, he'll repeat that error ever again. No, and I, I think if this was like an actual game situation, that that wouldn't have happened. Like, you know, I I wonder if he thought he wasn't like he wasn't touched down or something. You know, I don't want to bury him too much for it, but you know, it was, he's gonna get a little. It, it was some yeah. bad semantics. It was though. not. Great. Yeah, not great optics great. on the play, just like celebrating as yeah. your quarterback is yelling at you. Yeah. That would have been that would have been a great one to film. I wish I had filmed Ricklin and punting that one into the stands. That we we came about a second away. Yeah, it was like I thought like he like stopped, and and you know and I was like okay stop record and then he was just like ah and then he just like runs over and just kicks the ball. We had the best view. Yeah, of it. that was. Yeah, we was right and then they were like, actually, you guys need to move over like, yeah. too far. Like, after we've been standing there yeah. for at least 40 minutes, yeah. they were like, but, oh, but, but I love how, like, we took that initiative to stand over, and then, like, D-Let immediately like, came <laughs> over. And he's like, hey, he was guys. like, I like this spot. This is a good spot. Yeah. So, no, it was, yeah. But I, I do I do think, like, if we're being honest, you're you looking at how the, the depth charts haven't really changed at all so far. We've seen the only real change has been Matthew Bergeron being a starter at left guard, but that was injury-related. And everyone um, was saying Bergeron's done a good job. Like yes, we talked with yeah. David Animade said yeah. Bergeron's been doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, then Chris Lindstrom said he was doing well. Caleb McGarry, like you know, all of these guys. And Caleb McGarry gave. You know, I asked him about uh, O line coach Dwayne Lightford, and McGarry could not stop singing his praises today. Uh, post practice, he said that Coach Lightford has really made a, a profound impact, and that you really can't say uh, uh, enough good things about you know what Ledford has brought to this team. So, I mean, just, just as we were, just as we thought, and we've been saying like Dwayne Ledford has been a very quiet MVP of this team yeah. uh, and of that offensive line last very year. Very important, very important for sure. And um, yeah, I, I think we all probably know that, that Matthew Bergeron's probably not going to be taken off the field now. <laughs> um, maybe they still will, but uh, 
I just sort of feel like you can't really yoink him now. Um, yeah. Like it, maybe they would have made. I think they would have probably played it out through like the first or second preseason game and started rotating him after the first preseason game and, and checking it out. But now I feel like it's kind of a. Uh, and it sucks for Hennessy because I I think he had a legitimate chance to to That's, win it. Yeah, but. it sucks when you like get hurt and you lose your job because of injury. Yeah. Like it, it's different if you're competing. You just like like last year with Dalman. It's like they both yeah. competed. Dalman won it out, but actually sort of reminds me of uh, 2015. Uh, I think it was the second or third preseason game. A newly drafted Tevin Coleman was Atlanta's starter, and I think Coleman goes down in that Giants game. Yeah, he had a yeah. concussion. Devonte Freeman steps in, and then you know yep. he won Crushes fantasy it. football yeah. league that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Devonte Freeman just never looked back. And Tevin Coleman ended up having, you know, he ended up having a very important role yeah. in that offense yeah. under Kyle Shanahan. But you know, Devonte Freeman was definitely the guy yeah. moving forward after that. So yeah. it sucks when it happens. It um, does, but, but it, you know, it, it's one of those things where you know. It's gotten Bergeron a lot more start reps with the starting offensive line than he would have otherwise gotten, and I think it's probably for the best that he's getting those reps. You know, I, but and the the nice thing about it, you know, if you can take anything nice away from an injury, is that Matt Hennessy is almost certainly safe. Like this is not a guy that was hanging on to the roster, and that injury is going to cost him his his job. So, you know, Hennessy, I think is pretty safe and will be a key member like probably like basically the sixth offensive lineman at this point so he's going to be a game day active he's going to be the first man off the bench he may even be out there in certain special team situations things like that too so um you know it helps buffer it a little bit and we don't have to be you know worried about Hennessy losing losing his spot on the roster over the injury but um it's obvious that Matthew Bergeron was drafted with the intention that he was going to be the starting left guard I mean they put him at left guard the second he stepped on the field uh, and was able to practice. so yeah, It's not a Jalen Mayfield situation. Of, All right, right tackle, the, right tackle, right tackle. I think right they tackle. may have learned something. All right, from here you go. Game. You're going to be a left guard now. I hope, I go block Vita Vea. They, they learned something, which I think is a good trait for, to have as a coaching staff. And, um, you know, I, I feel bad for Hennessy on that, but I think he'll he'll certainly have his primary backup role. Yeah. He's basically the next guy up on the interior center and guard so he's easily the best like depth like offensive oh, yeah. lineman on yeah. this team like, he is like ball. an actual starting caliber offensive lineman you can't and it's always nice to have that um you know swing tackle we'll see i mean i, I think josh miles has basically not stood out at all which is actually good for, <laughs> in training camp uh to not really have any noise made because you know Jalen mayfield's been getting his lunch you know like his, he's been getting his, his face pushed in by yeah. Zach Harrison. Um, you know, now the guy in that one rep from yesterday, that was Tyler Vrabel yeah. technically, but I think you know Harrison's had he had another sack today. He's had four or five sacks, and he usually plays either against the third string, which is Tyler Vrabel, They've or been his praises the too. second string, mm-hmm. Jalen Mayfield. He's just been eating whoever he's been going against lunch, and you know. I don't know that he would be able to do that against Caleb Gary. We haven't seen him get a lot of opportunity to do that so far, but I think that's certainly a guy that, you know, I think Zach Harrison, Clark Phillips, uh, probably getting the call up to the second string after the first preseason game would be my guess. Yeah, and uh, I saw somebody ask about Zach Harrison earlier, and I was going to actually yeah, pretty yeah. much say everything that he just did. But um, I do want to add in that I actually asked Arthur Smith about Zach Harrison yesterday, and he was very complimentary of him. Yeah. Um, that was after he had already brought him up you know, unprompted uh, earlier on in, in that press conference. And 
Um, you know, the one thing that he said that I thought was very important is he talked about how he's not like a COVID fifth year guy. Like he was a straight senior mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of room to grow. And so, you know, I think he arrived with this expectation that he'd be raw. And I, I'm pretty sure Arthur Smith came out yeah. after they drafted him and said, this is not a guy that we expect will, you know, be on the field a whole lot as a rookie. He doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, and he kind of reiterated that yesterday. Uh, but he also made sure to note that if he has to start in week one, then it's not really a problem. He's yeah, good enough to start in week one. Yeah, he yeah. said he would not rule out his ability to start at this stage, but like that the ex- there weren't a lot of expectations placed on him that he had to immediately come in. You know, basically like every edge rusher that was ever drafted by the previous regime, you know, the expectation was like you have to start or we're going to have a bottom five, you know, pass rush. And even when they did start, they still had a bottom five pass rush. So, um, you know, and Harrison he. I think he has such a great learning opportunity as yeah. this, you know, more developmental guy as, you know, we thought he would be because you come into a, a locker room where you have Calais Campbell. Who we haven't even seen haven't yet. We haven't even seen Calais We Campbell haven't even yet. seen And the D-Lane defense looks so it's good. Still, it's still smothering yeah. the run. So, I mean, yeah. there's, I think there's a chance this could be the number one run defense yeah. in the NFL. You, you have Calais Campbell. Uh, you have... You know, just a stream of steady veteran presences on, on this defensive line. Like, I know Grady Jarrett doesn't play end, but you can still pick Grady Jarrett's brain. You can still pick David Onyemata's brain. Like, these guys, you know, are still guys who can absolutely help, you know, a young man coming into the league. And you have Ryan Nielsen, who has been lauded and praised as one of the best teachers of the defensive line in the NFL. Like, I know in New Orleans, they were not happy that, you know, we pretty much poached Ryan Nielsen as, you know, as our defensive coordinator, essentially. I know that Cameron Jordan took to Twitter and he he outright said, yeah, like this, this is going to be like a big loss for the Saints. Like, and I mean, uh, I think Harrison legitimately has a, he has every single possibility to succeed uh, in this locker room. And I think this is one of the best locker rooms you can have currently in the NFL for one of those young developmental edge guys. Yeah. Uh, one other Arthur Blank press conference note as well, uh, kind of on that same subject of poaching talent from New Orleans. He, he brought up uh, when he hired Terry Fontenot that he got a call from uh, Loomis in New Orleans, and he said that he'd been um, like training him for 18 years to replace him. Um, and he said, like, now I can't retire because yeah. he lost his top guy. So Terry Fontenot was – Probably a year or two away from, you know, yeah. running the Saints pretty much. Right. So uh, that is very interesting now to kind of look it back is. on. And I think, you know, one of the easiest ways to see if you're hiring the right people is to see how, you know, the other team or other organization that you're, you know, hiring them from, how they react to it. And with Ryan Nielsen and Fontenot, obviously at the time then, um, as we've seen now two and a half years later, it's... New Orleans misses those guys. Like yeah, they, yeah. they for sure misses. They for sure in the moment they were sad, and I think you can kind of see now why. Yeah. Um, and Ryan Nielsen's had two practices as uh or two padded practices now in Atlanta, and I mean you hear the way that his players talk about him, they just rave. I mean oh, it's yeah. super intense. Uh, but again, a guy that they love competing for. Um, he is he set a very high bar in that room. Uh. And I, I think really the sky's the limit for that group. Yeah. And, and it's sort of that double barrel of the shotgun of, all right, you're improving yourself while also weakening your biggest rival and yeah. arguably biggest competition for the division. And I mean, 
you know, people in New Orleans can make fun and say, oh, they're trying to be us. They're trying to, like, be us. Now it's over here, like, I mean, we're just sort of weakening you. Like, yeah. we, you know, we took we took uh, the sponsorship from your shitty stadium. Like, Mercedes <laughs> decided that they wanted the, the new luxurious, like, you know, yeah. stadium in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you guys can have the, you know, no offense to Little Caesars, but I think I think it's the Little Caesars Superdome, right? That does not sound as, as cool as Mercedes. <laughs> it does not have the same ring, yeah, though. It, it doesn't have the same cachet. No, you know? no, it doesn't quite, yeah. But, you know, more importantly, we we took a very high up and very, um, what who I think is a very good executive who's now running our, the show here, and we took a very important part of their defense and their, because that, that, defensive line for New Orleans has been their strength for years. Mm -hmm. Like that defense has been really good over in New Orleans and it, that defensive line has been, you know, they have been setting the tone over there and hopefully we can get some of that in Atlanta. Yeah. Very hopeful of that. Well, guys, we are well over an hour now, so we will go ahead and wrap up because, you know, we've been out in the sun for many hours and, you know, now grinding, grinding out this content, but we appreciate everyone for hanging out with us for this earlier show. This will be our last show from training camp because right after practice tomorrow, I have to go get on an airplane, so there will not be time to record. But we will still have one more day of practice coverage, and then Adnan will be back on Saturday, Saturday. and then Will McFadden, I believe, will be here on Friday. So we'll get the next two days of practice as well, and then it'll be the preseason prep week where everything sort of changes at that point. And, yeah, and um, I mean, Thursday's off. Yeah. So yeah, we we legitimately have it covered all the way until the first week of preseason. Yeah, yeah. Although it, because I think the only practice that the Falcoholic won't be covering in training camp this year is that Monday practice. Yeah, and that's the last one. And I mean, I went to the last one last year, and the last one is just like, especially right before their yeah. joint practice with Miami. I don't think anything's going to be happening in that. No, practice. it's going to be very limited. So, um, obviously, it's been great. We appreciate everyone for hanging out, everyone for donating everyone for engaging everyone for joining us at Sweetwater for the live show um it's been great it's been a fun year uh we are so excited of course to see more from this team uh, as we get into the preseason and into the regular season of course we will continue doing all this stuff as we usually do but it's been fun to get here in person with everyone it's been fun to have Daniel join us for the last couple days as well um Daniel yeah. you'll be here tomorrow too right we'll be here tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see you tomorrow yeah so we got one more day with Daniel but guys, thank you so much once again. We really appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe if you enjoyed the content. Leave that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Check out the Patreon if you want to get in on those patron fantasy leagues, which I will do next week. I promise. I've been saying that every week, but it uh, will be done. Yeah. We've been kind of busy. Yeah, we've been busy this week. Yeah, so I shouldn't have promised. I shouldn't have said anything about possibly doing it this week. But they will be forming very soon if you have. So, like, if you're on Patreon and you're like, where are the leagues? Like, no, you haven't missed anything. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen soon. Um and yeah, check out the community Discord server as well. The link to which is in the show description. Uh, before we take off, want to thank, first of all, our guest, Daniel Flick. He's at dflickdraft on the Twitter, at Sports Illustrated as well. Daniel, anything you'd like to plug before we sign off? Shoot, I mean, um, I'll have a few training camp articles up today, I'm sure. And then I've got so much content from the last two days that'll just kind of be filtering out over the next week or so as well. So uh, you can find all that at si.com slash NFL slash Falcons. That's about all I got. I'm tired. Very yeah. tired. So tired. Yeah. And hungry. <laughs> and hungry. We're gonna go we're gonna go feast after yeah, we'll this. We'll go get lunch. For sure. Um but yeah, my co host Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way. Adnan, anything you'd like to let the people know about? Um you can find a bunch of my, you know, 
play-by-play coverage and all of my camp coverage on my Twitter, I'd say which way. And, you know, I try to, I try to live tweet more than literally anyone out there when it comes to, when it comes to all the plays and everything that's going on. I know a lot of, a lot of people like to, you know, and I mean, it's, it's completely fine, you know, gather the information, then like give it to you all at once <laughs> afterwards. No, not me. I, I, I want to just, you know, get it all out there like immediately, yeah. like, you know, right away. And I'm, I'm sure the people like that as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but you I've know. stopped like bothering to tweet out every rep because I know you got it. So I just tweet out the ones that are the most interesting. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, how, how many times can I tweet out Desmond Ritter passes short out here? <laughs> Desmond Ritter, yeah. Desmond Ritter throws a flat route, you know. Oh, we haven't seen that. You know, fourth straight I think pass. he's waiting. I think I saw a shadow. Yeah, he's, he's going to jump us. <laughs> yeah. I should have knocked on the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're in there. I'm not, cast bozos? I'm not, I'm not helping. I'm not <laughs> helping myself. I'm not helping myself at all. They yeah. have it up in the locker room. Like, uh, okay. I, I also completely said that I'm provoked. Like, nobody asked me anything about that. I just, like, said that. Just, just buried like, him again. Yeah. Just for no that reason. That wasn't what I meant when I asked you if you had anything else to share. <laughs> just, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, one more party. <laughs> um, but uh, you can. We'll also have our training camp news and notes. We do those every single day. We'll have that up there uh, later later on today after we get home from lunch. Um, we'll have that up there tomorrow. I think Will will have those on Friday, and I will uh, take the horn on those on Saturday. So we're. We're, we've really fucking covered training. <laughs> we've really it's, fucking covered training. Yeah, it's, here, it's really flown by. Uh, yeah. It's been almost a week now. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has been almost a week, but I'm telling like we, our hour plus live show, uh, about two thousand words of like whatever happened plus whatever we we post and like write on Twitter. So you know, I think I think the Falcola coverage has been rather comprehensive this year for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I know somebody's asking, should we worry about Calais Campbell's absence? Absolutely not. Uh, no. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah. absolutely, when, when Arthur Smith answered, there was absolutely no concern whatsoever in his voice. I, this is, this may even be a low key way of where they're like, okay, Calais, just like show up in a couple of weeks, like whatever. Like, I mean, that he, they didn't say that. That's completely speculation, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. might be a savvy, savvy veteran rest move by Calais Campbell. That that's what I am fully expecting. Yeah, and in point. fairness, like Cordero Patterson, like you you barely see him. Out yeah, there he gets there. he gets like, a handful of reps. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. He'll he get good in them too. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. He had a really nice screen pass today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he'll have a handful of reps, and you know, there's some days when he's just like he just goes over to the fans and like hangs yeah. out. With he like just goes in like chats. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. So yeah, no, there's no concern about those guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate you once again. Thanks for tuning into our live training camp coverage. Uh, we will, of course, have all kinds of stuff coming over the next few weeks as we get ramped up for the season, and we'll be back next year, I'm sure, doing this once more. But until next time, guys, thank you so much. Today's show was brought to you by Bet Online. Until next time, for myself, for special guest Daniel Flick, very special, very special guest. Yeah. Um, yeah, huge, huge. And of course, co-host Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way. Guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time on the Falcoholic Live. Have a great day, folks. See you, folks.